Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, Husker fans. Welcome to episode 266 of the Husker Football Fan Podcast. I'm Mike Harvat. And I'm Justin Swanson. In today's episode, we catch up on the past few weeks and look forward to Saturday's game in Ann Arbor. You can find us on the web at huskerpod.com or by searching Husker Football Fan Podcast on Facebook. You can also connect with us on Twitter by following at huskerpod or email us at huskerpod at gmail.com. This episode is brought to you by Central Nebraska Buffalo. Check out their website for their latest deals. That's cnbuffalo.com. Also brought to you by Monty Rohde with Pinnacle Realty in Lincoln. Looking to buy or sell home in Lincoln or know somebody who is? Reach out to Monty at 402-770-3356. Justin, it's good to talk to you. Yeah, it's been a minute. Yeah. So, uh, hey, everybody. Uh, It wasn't planned. It just kind of happened. I had some uh, family members with some medical issues over the last month. Um, And uh, Justin had... Uh, family obligations. I know you were out of town for work at one point. We did try to record an episode a couple oh, weeks that's ago. Right. I was but... driving into the Rockies. <laughs> right. And, the and audio, it just didn't work. Yeah, the audio quality would have been so poor. We have standards to uphold. We decided we'd rather not subject you to terrible sounding audio than put something well, out. I decided I'd rather not edit that garbage. <laughs> No, I was I like, mean, this is going to sound terrible. Uh, this is going to take a lot of work to make it sound not terrible. Yeah. I don't want to do that work. <laughs> it would take a lot of work, and then it probably would have sounded kind of terrible anyway, and then you would have not been happy. And I, I, I remember in the early days of our podcast, listening to others that would pop up now and then, and if it just had terrible audio, audio quality, I just would never listen again. So right, right. I, I support you on that. We, we pride ourselves in having uh, good enough audio. <laughs> We know. I would say I mean, better like, than average. Yeah, I mean, I just I don't have like the the like the soundproofing going on. Like I don't have any. I'm I'm talking into a Zoom, folks. I'm recording into a Zoom microphone that I bought. Oh gosh, at we're talking at least a decade ago, if not longer, at this point. So anytime I see footage of people live streaming podcasts, they always have a mic that's probably ten times more expensive than mine. Maybe not ten, maybe five times. <laughs> But it gets the job done. Yeah. Yeah, we we were really close to recording right after the Purdue game, but I was uh, at my in-law's uh, cabin, and so it just didn't seem prudent. It didn't yeah. seem like it was going to work. And then what, what was the deal the next week? Oh, that, was it the next week when I was traveling for work? Yes. Yeah. Yep. And then this last week, it was just kind of like, I think I was busy. <laughs> and And it's like we said before the season – when we decided to to do it again, it's it's not the most important thing, and if it's not fun, let's not do it. And that that definitely factored into this last week for yeah. me. I, I know you had stuff going on, so it was like okay, yeah. It was like you know what. Anyway, so here's my thoughts on the <laughs> Purdue game. Okay, I had this original thought. I have read it once somewhere else since there, but it was still it was I had the thought before I read it anywhere else. 
And that is, you know, we threw it all over the place. They couldn't cover it. They ended up, you know, controlling the ball, running it down our throats, and in the end, overwhelmed us. And basically, they did to us... It was like an inverse of the way a lot of these games have historically been, where we would be a solid, sound defense, a solid, sound offense, nothing super splashy, but consistent. And you'd, we'd play against teams who'd throw it all over the yard, but at the end of the day, it wasn't enough. And so I just thought it was really ironic that we have become that uh, one-dimensional passing attack, at least in that game, one-dimensional passing attack with not a good enough defense to uh, to beat Purdue. Yeah. Yep. They're still my litmus test for is Nebraska back. If we're okay. not beating Purdue, we're not back. Do you have any other thoughts beyond that for Purdue? Because I'm done. You, you know, honestly, looking back, um, I'm, I'm surprised at the score. I'm like, that game that game was close. What was the I score? Mean, I forgot 30, already. 37 to 43. So not only was it high scoring, but like it was another one of those one-score games, man. Gotta love them. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Frost effect. And then uh, then we had Illinois. It, it's crazy, dude. The last time that we had a podcast, or the last time that we recorded an episode, we had just won a game. <laughs> wow. Um, but yeah, wow. Illinois. Uh, I mean, they're they're a good team this year. So They are leading the West right now. Yeah. So good for them. Um, so the most interesting thing about the Illinois game for me is that um, kind of at the last minute, my wife and I ended up taking our oldest two kids oh, to their yeah. first game. And How was that? It was, you know what? It was, it was actually great. It was really fun. I've, I've kind of pushed off other opportunities in the past because um, my fear has been it's a long game mm-hmm. and I want to pay attention to the game and I don't want to just keep my kid happy the whole time. Um, and and I, I took those two to a volleyball game earlier this season for their first volleyball game. And they asked, my son asked pretty quickly, is it over? Can we go home? (laughs) My daughter lasted longer, but she asked it too. And I'll tell you what, neither of them asked me or my wife if we could go home yet. That's the whole, the whole game. And it worked out where they could see some of their cousins um, because of the way my family shares tickets with our fair splits tickets with family. And so that was awesome. The weather was awesome. The game was meh. Um, the first half was good. It was good up until the point when Casey got hurt. And at mm-hmm. that point, um, it ceased to be a competitive game from the offensive standpoint, the defense kept us in it. I mean, the defense did what it needed to do. Yep. So, um, but, uh, and then after the game, we, we stood and listened to the band play through their halftime show again. And then we went and ran down the field and they just had a great time. And then walking back to the car, we got to talk to some band members and, uh, my daughter got a picture with a, a gal who plays sousaphone and oh cool so yeah it was it was really wonderful I and yeah the weather we just couldn't have asked for better weather That's for great. taking kids and for those of you who are not musical when Justin says sousaphone in your brain you it's it's the thing that you think is a tuba okay <laughs> all right all right we're good <laughs> uh, yeah that that one was a rough game for me to watch on television. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I'm kind of glad that we didn't record, uh, last week because after Thompson got hurt, I just kind of checked out, man, as a fan, like I just knew, I knew it was over. Like, it was like, well, there's the game. I actually said that out loud when he, when I saw him like holding his hand and like trying to 
do the thing. I was like, that that's terrible. This this is this is done. We're done. Ugh. So and I'm not surprised at all that it's a nerve thing because it was weird because like it looked like he made impact on his elbow or like uh, somewhere on his arm, but then oh, he yeah. was feeling his hand. And I remember being confused about. I'm like, I was like, I don't think he broke anything. It doesn't look like he broke anything. And sure enough, he was. He must have been having some. Um, I forget what that's called, but you know the pins and needles and stuff in his hands oh, yeah. probably happened. It was the weirdest thing because I was looking at him, kind of. A, I had the, him in profile, and he just laid or sat there with his legs out in front of him, staring at his hand. Yeah, he yep. was like, "Oh, that's either not a big deal or like maybe really bad." It looked creepy. Mm-hmm. It it just it didn't look right. <laughs> yeah. So when he walked off, it was like yeah, he's probably not coming back. And sure enough, um. And- yeah, and Chuba, as we we now know, if we had recorded right away, we wouldn't have known, but we now know that he's actually been injured and hadn't practiced a ton leading up to that game. Um, I feel like, and we can talk more about Minnesota here in a minute, the game, but I do feel like uh, the people are turning on Whipple <laughs> right now pretty hard. Yeah. Yep. Well, his, I mean... His judgment... We can move on to Minnesota. I mean, that's a that's a decent segue because during the game yesterday, I said out loud, uh, you know, Mickey Joseph may be back next year, but Whipple will not be back next year. <laughs> no, I don't think so. He's gone, man. Um, He's riding off into the sunset after one for one last adventure somewhere else. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, yesterday. Um, so I got to go to the game yesterday. It was pretty. Oh, great. that's right. Yeah. Um. I actually, I won the tickets in a raffle. I remember um, that. And I was up in the north end zone, um, about 66 yards back, which, uh, honestly, that's kind of a sweet spot, because sometimes when you're, I mean, obviously nobody wants to be in the nosebleeds up in like the 90th row or something like that, but 60s are pretty good, because I've been closer in the end zone before, like in like the 45s, like I have friends that they had tickets like in the 45th row or like 30, somewhere 30, 40 row. And that's close enough to the field that you don't have a good perception once they get a little bit further down the field. It's like, I can't tell if that was a one yard run or a six yard run, you know? Mm. Um, But up in the sixties, you can see things well enough to kind of get a good feel for the game and, and see what's going on a little bit better. So it was fun. I took a good friend, um, just uh, my buddy Danny. Actually, uh, Danny was our score prediction contest oh. winner in 2017. So if you've been listening wow. to the, the podcast for a long time, it was that Danny. Um, oh, and speaking of Danny, Danny and I, um, to keep things interesting during the game, we compiled a list. So I'm just going to bring this up now. I'm springing this on Justin. He had no clue. Um so we <laughs> we had a discussion uh, going into the stadium because we were hearing the the tunnel walk. Um, there's been a lot of talk this year about how maybe it's time for Sirius to go. Have you been hearing that, Justin? There's been. I felt like I heard that before when Frost was new, but I mm. I haven't heard it since that okay. I'm aware of. Well, I've I've been hearing just you know mutterings here and there about how it's time to move on to something else. Okay, um, so. So Danny and I, we tried to come up with our list of the worst possible songs <laughs> that could replace Sirius. Because, like, that that's the fear, is that they're going to replace this song. The Tunnel Walk is going to, like, be replaced with some modern song. 
mm. that no, like after a couple years, it's going to be like, oh my gosh, why do we have to keep listening to this garbage? Mm-hmm. That's the one That's... thing that Sirius has on any other song is that we're used to it. You know, it doesn't feel of the moment. Yeah. It feels like lasting. Yeah, like if they if they pick some like Cardi B song or something, like can you imagine how terrible that's going to be in a few years? <laughs> Nobody wants that, right? So so here's our our list of songs. Uh, Toxic by Britney Spears. Um, <laughs> that was suggested by Danny because he felt like it was a good summary or you know a good way of uh, wrapping up what we are as a team right now. Um, I I thought Muskrat Love would be. Uh, a hilarious song to have everybody walk out to. Um, also, whose song is that? I don't even know. It's some like ballad from the seventies. Oh, I was gonna say it's I terrible. I don't know that reference. Um, the McDonald's jingle over and <laughs> over, and and to be clear, not, yeah, not the Justin Timberlake song that has that little riff in it. Just the McDonald's jingle on on a loop. Um, also, just a siren. Just like a siren the whole way. Um, Danny thought it'd be funny if we played the Pirates of the Caribbean theme song, <laughs> which I thought was pretty great. Um, and then uh, he's and we were trying to come up with like what's with the most like, what's the most dated thing we can think of, and and we thought that uh, the song "Dirty Little Secret" by the All American Rejects would be like a weirdly dated and like wildly inappropriate song to come out for. Um, <laughs> And then ultimately, I personally, I landed on Eat It by Weird Al just because that song has nothing to do with anything. And also, Weird, the Al Yankovic story came out this weekend. So that was on Oh, mind. yeah. So, yeah. You'd see that. Yeah. You want my want my quick review? No, not okay. yet. Okay. Other All than right. should I see it or not? Yes, absolutely. But let me ask you this. Have you seen The Complete Al? No. Okay. I'll I'll let you know my opinion after you've seen Weird, then. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, Minnesota. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. It was so last week I took my kids. This week was the uh, annual get-together with my college buddies who come out. Oh, from, right. Uh, yeah, from Chicago and the Quad Cities for the game. So we had – they got in kind of late Friday night. And uh, so we got up, did the game, and uh, – dinner with my family and just kind of hung out downtown until late last night. And so I, it feels like the game was not, you know, 30 hours ago, but like 300 hours ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just feels like ancient history. Um, <laughs> it was uh, quite the first tale of two halves. How about that? Oh my gosh. Absolutely. I remember, I even remarked early on, well, probably, you know, t- towards the end of the first half, I said something about like, that Ibrahim guy, he was a monster last year, and we're stopping him today. That uh, was no longer the case uh, once the second half started. <laughs> we could not stop him. Yeah, it was. Uh, they made some changes. I don't. I don't know what happened. I, Sam McEwen had a good observation, which was like we Mickey and company had a great scheme and a great plan in the first half, and that is. You know, kudos to them. But then once Minnesota was able to adjust and put in a different quarterback <laughs> and put in a different quarterback, but, you know, make make some changes, mm-hmm. um, then what what I'm, I'm butchering the, the concept. But what was left was the the talent and development of Scott Frost. And mm. that was so that's not necessarily on 
Mickey. Like Mickey yeah. did everything he could and it worked for a half, but you can't make that last for 60 minutes in the Big Ten. Yeah, it's like a old habits die hard. They reverted back to what they knew as players. Yeah, they, 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 and just I don't, I don't have the time of possession in front of me, but I we dominated it in the first half, and especially in the first quarter, and that's exactly what you needed to do. So as the defense slowly, I, I haven't been mad much this season as things have gotten ugly but i was so mad in the second half because the <laughs> defense had just done what it needed to do and the offense had taken care of the defense in the first half yeah. and they just they just bailed like the 6 3 and outs that's exactly what you can't do so i don't know if that you lay that at whipple's feet or what i mean smothers probably should have been in sooner the guy who i used to sit next to was texting me like does does uh, chuba pretty not know how to step up in the pocket mm-hmm. um just just kind of a mess. And yeah. it, I, I was angry. It took me until, I don't know, I think about dinner time I was not angry anymore. But <laughs> I was upset. I'm looking at the stats here. Would you believe um, who, who has the most receiving yards in that game? Um, I, they had that one. For our team or for the whole game? For, for us. For, for, our <clears throat> for us? I couldn't even. I couldn't even think. I don't know. Trey Palmer? Marcus Washington. Oh, well, because he had that one fourth down catch yeah. along the sideline. Yeah. Okay. Two, two receptions for 63 yards. And between Smothers and Purdy, we only had about 100 yards passing. So, like, two catches accounted for a majority of our passing yards. Oh, my gosh. Well, and what was, was Chubba like six of 16 or something? Uh, let me take a peek here. I had it a second ago. Um, where's the box score again? Let's see. Uh, Smothers was five of ten. Purdy was six of sixteen. So Smothers was five of ten for eighty yards. Purdy was six of sixteen for forty-one. So I don't know what what their value is in talking about this game. Let, let me ask you this question. So we're three and six. We just reacted to a third of the season in pretty rapid succession <laughs> what what do you want to see from the last third last quarter Dude, of the season that is third? we just okay so we just yeah, reacted yeah. to a quarter of the season and we've got a last quarter ahead of us um i don't know that mickey joseph's going to be the head coach it's, it seems like maybe he could be an assistant of some sort um like but what like what do you want to see or what do you hope to see what that's, what that's make my you question happy? that's my question for this weekend dude like Cause like, let's be honest. We've 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 tried to do the old. We always expect Nebraska to win. Attitude. This this is first time on this podcast. I'm gonna say it. Like, dude, we're not gonna beat Michigan. <laughs> it's not happening. So, what do we want to see this weekend? What would be considered a sign of promise? Or, gosh, like, how how can this weekend be redeemed? Is is the question that's on my mind. I mean, if you, someone like Logan Smothers has been a really loyal dude, I'd love mm. to see him be successful. I, you know, you w- say what you will about former coaches, current coaches, future coaches, but the players are, this is their, one of their four years to play yeah. football, college football. And so they got, they're the ones, I mean, you know, the fans are grumbling, but those are the guys that are the most screwed in effect because, mm-hmm. um, they're, the season's lost. It's a lost season, but they're still out there putting their bodies on the line. Casey Thompson's arms going numb. Right. Um, you know, some of them have 
hopes to get to the NFL, but most of them don't. And uh, I will. Oh, yeah. So a quick comment. Walking around with my buddies after the game, we walked by the the locker room doors. And I think my favorite player this year is Chancellor Brewington, mm. in part because his name is awesome, but also because he's like a, a walk-on senior, I think, transfer. And um, he for, for the while, like, all he did that we knew about was blow people up. And now he's become a more regular part of the offense. And I just, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think he's an awesome dude. And, uh, and I, anyway, I saw him surrounded by a bunch of kids signing autographs and, you know, the cool. kid, you know, the kids probably didn't, they don't necessarily understand what's going on. My kids don't understand what's going on with the season. So all that to say, like, we got to keep cheering for the, the players who are trying their hardest, putting their bodies on the line, wanting to have fun. This is their college experience. They're going to be alums for the rest of their life, assuming they graduate. Um, so I'm rooting for them. I'm rooting for the players to have fun, to to surprise people. Mm. And I guess I'm root- I would like to see Mickey do well because it's so funny to see people tweeting like it's a horse race. Like, oh, if Mickey does this, he's going to get hired. Oh, Mickey <laughs> lost it after this week. Like, you morons. <laughs> That's not how the world works. You're just you're you're getting Twitter interactions for sure, but beyond that, you're you're doing nothing of value mm. in saying this stuff. Um, but you know, I think Mickey's gonna have a, continue to have a great career, and I'd love it if he could be a part of the staff here. And so I want him to be successful. And uh, so that's kind of I guess what I'm looking for in the last quarter. As for the Michigan game specifically, I don't know. Yeah. It'd be nice to not get destroyed. Yep. I mean, honestly, yeah. if we could have a similar outcome to Maryland, where it's we're ahead at halftime and then it's not close at the end, and it falls happy. apart. Sure. Yeah. yeah. If if we can keep it competitive for a first half and then <laughs> something like that, yeah, I could see that. Um, yeah, that's good. That's good, man. And I, and I'm right there with you. I would you know talking with Danny yesterday, kind of on our way back to the car. He was kind of talking about how we would. Um, what we talk about on the podcast, and I, I think it came up with somebody else recently, where where I just told him, "Hey, man, uh, Justin and I," and th- this speaks back to something you were saying earlier. We're we're not we're not going on the message boards and reading all the rumors and following. Well, this this coach took a private flight to Blair, and he must have driven to Lincoln from Blair, or what you know, something stupid like that. And I, I think what it boils down to is that, Justin, both you and I, uh, Husker football is not the number one thing in our lives. And right. that's okay. And it, <laughs> and so I don't I, – I, I guess I want to encourage people, if you are getting, like, too emotionally invested in this coaching search and reading all the rumors and all of the – I mean, what was it? This, this last week out Thursday. of the blue – Thursday Everybody was, a was crazy like, day. "There's, there's something's gonna happen today. They're gonna announce something. Brace yourself." And then nothing happened. It's like, just maybe, maybe unplug things. You know, take the earbuds out. I mean, even, even if it means pressing pause on this podcast, go for a walk, spend some time outside, get some fresh air, read a book, spend time with real human beings in, in person. It, it's gonna be okay. But I have one thing to say, man. What's that? Whoever is our coach next year, we we better go to a bowl next year. 
I want <laughs> I want a bowl in year one Whoa, of whoever our I, next coach is. I don't. I'm not I, even going to say I am that. Demanding it. I'm not even going to say I that. I am demanding. <laughs> it. Okay. Well, whoever, but it's next I'm year. I'm so tired of every year being, oh, one more year, one more year, and then we can go to a bowl. That needs to be our baseline. If we can't get a coach uh, yeah. to come in and turn this program around to the point that we go to a bowl, what are we doing? Well, it does. I agree. It needs to be a baseline, but I think we have to climb back up to the baseline next year. <sighs> and a lot, you know, a lot does depend. We talked about this a little bit previously. The One of the reasons to not have a total crap three game stretch here is because if, if we're three and three and nine, I mean, this thing is just going to get gutted. It, there's going to be nobody left. Even the most loyal people. I don't know. It just seems like if, if this thing is a total nuclear, you know, hotspot, if this is like Chernobyl radioactive ground, like there's going to be nobody left. And then the next coach is not going to go to a bowl game next year. Cause they're going to have, they're going to go from Scott Frost's 152 man roster, to like 36 guys. Uh, and he's going to be like, oh, I don't know if we can two-platoon it anymore. Um, so that's something to root for. I, Mike, I mean, it's just got to be such a big overhaul that I sure hope we get to a bowl ASAP, but I'm not, I don't know. Well, I would bowl. say year two has to, has to be a bowl. Year one. Okay. That's my baseline. we got to bring back the baseline. Yeah. Well, we got to build rebuild the baseline. Next hey, year. I saw. I got to hold. Did you see my picture of me with? I texted oh, you yeah, with the, the trophy. The trophy, yeah. I got to hold the bits of broken chair trophy, and um, I say me, but like we've talked to a lot of those people over the last number of years. Man, they've just done such a good job growing that. Yeah. Um, I'm so impressed with, and they're very, they're a very humble crew. They're not bragging. They're like, oh, we don't know what we're doing, but it's you know they've they just they keep working at it, and uh, it was. It was really fun to just uh, go over to Muchachos and and chat with them for a while. Yeah, it's like somebody somewhere decided that they wanted to squash that thing, but the fans and the people behind it decided, no, 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 no. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna turn this into something good that you can't ignore, you know. And you know, while it may not officially be recognized, uh, it's it's an important part of. The fandom, you know, we're talking about all these different traditions that go back decades. Well, this is one where in 10 years from now, if they're still doing it, I'm all for it. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun to be a part of. And especially when the the records have been so poor, it's still something to get excited about. And yep. shout out to Vegas Jer for uh, motivating people to give to Team Jack. And I, I think we might, I think we might have won the donation competition two years in a row now. Nice. And uh, he was a big part, a huge part of that both years. So shout out to him. Um, it's cool. Cool to see someone step up and say, if, if people give, I'll give more. That's great. You know, the one thing I do have to say, um, I tweeted something during the game that I actually, in hindsight, I don't think it was very fair. I uh, I think it was when, was it Purdy who threw that inter- interception in the fourth quarter? Um, I can't remember. Probably, I don't know. I don't remember if. Uh, uh, yeah, I think so. Okay. Well, whenever that interception occurred towards the end of the game, there, um, I tweeted, "Man, woman, and child, did that put them in the aisles?" Oh yeah. To go home because I've, twi- I've tweeted something like that before. <laughs> Initially, there were a few people who got up to leave, but overall, 
that's one thing that I can speak well of Nebraska fans is even at this point in the season, even when pretty much nothing is on the line anymore for Nebraska, uh, that stadium was still relatively full on Saturday. Like mm-hmm. at, at kickoff, the place was full. People were engaged. Uh, halftime, we you know we had that ten to nothing lead. People were applauding our players heading into the locker room. People stuck around, um, and even at the end of the game, um, there were a couple of moments where some people chose to leave because they thought the game was over. Um, but uh, a vast majority of people stuck around for the whole thing. So kudos to the fans. You guys, you guys uh, did your do- did your job. Also, speaking of the end of the game, how bonkers was that? This was like the one time. This is like the one time in my entire life I can think of. Nebraska got every call that they needed to win the game <laughs> at yeah. the end of the game. And they did nothing with it. They squandered it. <laughs> but talk about, like, if we won, do you realize how cheated Minnesota fans would feel? <laughs> there were, like, two calls that, like, what was it? That, uh, that, um,. Fourth and inches. They gave him the first down initially, and then took it away from Minnesota. So oh, they ended up punting it on from that the thirty-six. Re- on that replay, dude. I, I'm sorry. I, th- he wasn't down. He was rolling over the top of another player. I have no clue why they po- why they called that back and oh, really? it short. Yeah, I I was shocked. <laughs> and then I I thought that they were going to say. Uh, that reception that was initially called out of bounds. I thought they were going to say that 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 stood, but yeah, I did too. But I guess you could make the argument he like the second that he touched the ball, he had control. Like there was no bobble, there wasn't anything. So I guess that's what and they his foot said. Was on the ground. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So those two calls, I mean, if those ended up being the difference in the game and we won. Oh, Minnesota fans would be. We wouldn't hear <laughs> the end of it. <laughs> yeah, you're right. But uh, yeah. Oh gosh, what else do we need to talk about here? Well, I I got SP Plus here. You want me to share you share that with you? Um, sure. Uh, we are 71 overall, 63rd offense, 69 defense, and 101 special Dude. teams. I actually. Yeah. Our punts were pretty good this week. I, well, I, th- I think he averaged over 50 yards. Yeah, yeah. I actually tweeted at Bill Connolly recently, like, can you help us ex- understand how special teams <laughs> works? Because I, I don't, I, like, we I talk about it. it all the time, and I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, are there, Also, uh, on the special teams front, one of our long-snapping friends sent us a message. I don't know if you saw this, or maybe you tweeted at us. Um nightmare for long snapper if you want to get on our twitter handle and look in the dms there's okay. a video and um the <laughs> the long snapper sh- sh- shooting about like a 45 degree angle <laughs> and they're going out the back of the end zone <laughs> multiple multiple like four let's see here weber, weber state's long, state long snapper had a tough day today is about a tough days you can have Let's see here. <laughs> it's oh, a 15 wow. second video. Oh my gosh. And three of them, three of them go out the back of the end zone. How is that even possible? The first one flew like 40 yards. Maybe that's why we uh, got that little bump this week. <laughs> is that a D1 school? I don't know. 
Uh, Weber <laughs> State? I don't know. I don't uh, think so. That's funny. Oh wow. man. <laughs> Also, well, hey. I didn't I didn't catch this, but the guy who I sit next to said mm-hmm. that on the first PAT when we were, were kicking it, you remember the videos going around last week of uh, one of our offensive linemen not moving during right. PAT block. Mm-hmm. He's the guy standing next to me said that like several defenders like jumped over him. Really, I didn't catch that. Hmm. Well, Justin, I I now have an answer to the question of. What do I hope to see this weekend? What do you hope to see? I want to see our special teams perform well enough mm. to get us in the top 100 on SB+. It, it's time. Yep. Let's see where Michigan is. I'm just scrolling all the way up to the top here. Number three overall, 13th offense, 4th defense, ninth special teams. That's just a, just a complete team. Well, fun, fun to see Alabama lose. Uh, oh yeah! Oh, so glad, so, so glad. Good. Like so it, good. It's gonna make things interesting in the off season for once. Well, I guess our off season, post season. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's sad. Yeah, um, yeah. Looking at ESPN, uh, Nebraska has a two point nine percent chance of victory this weekend, according to their their FPI. And uh, as of tonight, Sunday night. Um, the spread is 29. <laughs> Jeez. I'll, I'll have to uh, pull out my worst loss in school history watch and warning mm. tweets. I don't think it comes to that. I think I don't think so either. I think this team is tougher. I think the coaching staff is tougher than they're just not going to let that happen. But I also think that if Casey Thompson is healthy, it makes a big difference. Mm-hmm. I also would tend to think that I don't know, man. I got a little bit more respect for Michigan these days. Maybe it's just because Michigan State makes them look like angels. <laughs> but uh, oh man, that was yeah. that was bizarre. Yeah, but uh, I I'd like to think that Harbaugh would would be merciful and put in backups in the second half if things get out of hand. But who knows? I don't Ron. think. I mean, what's what's the point? What are the optics of any team running up the score on Nebraska in twenty twenty two? I think it'd be pretty good. I don't know. <laughs> I think it makes you look like a jerk, if you ask me. But then again, maybe there's a latent bitterness from all the times that Osborne did that to other teams. <laughs> Ron Stockton UNL, who joined Twitter this month, has five followers, is tweeting things about Mickey Joseph being gone next week. <laughs> I th- wouldn't. What a fool. Ron Stockton. I don't think that's a real person. I shouldn't even amplify it by talking about it Ron, on the podcast. Ron Swanson? Shroomy, Shroomy. Stockton? Stockton? Oh, Samsonite. no, it says here. It's Samsonite. Oh, I was way I off. Was way off. That came up earlier. Okay, this is funny. It's not really that funny. But twice this weekend, I was walking with my wife and my friends, and they got well, the first time they were kind of behind me at the game and I thought they were right behind me and I turned around we were walking towards the stadium and they're way back I was like what are you guys doing and these two Minnesota fans who were like right oh, next no. to me like looked at me like oh, what no. I was like oh no no I'm not talking to you I'm talking to my wife I wouldn't talk to you like that <laughs> I wouldn't talk to a stranger like that sorry That's funny. and then that was yesterday and then they were probably morning, afraid of like they were on guard because oh they gosh. thought Husker fans were going to be crazy Husker fan coming at me yeah and then this morning we went for a hike 
and they were again like lagging behind for some reason and i turned around i was like what are you guys doing right as some bikers rode between <laughs> us and the guy's like go for a bike ride i was like not you <laughs> uh, i almost got ran over by a cyclist in lincoln yesterday because he said on your left when he was literally like about <laughs> to run me over i'm like it doesn't work that way you need to give people warning Ugh, i have a bell on my bike i'm an old man I got tired of saying on your left to people, so now I just go ring ring. <laughs> and it's always it's always uh very old men who I it must be like the hearing loss thing or something. They just don't move for me. <laughs> and I'll even say on your left when they don't move and they still don't move. But I'd rather have those people though, because they're predictable. They're not gonna move. What I can't stand when I'm on a bike. If I ring my bell, you get right so I can pass you on the left. That's the rules of the road. That I have had so many couples, like, one goes left and one goes right, and I'm like, okay, so am I going to go through the middle here? Like, or which one of you do you want me to run over? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> so, anyway, cycling problems. What if, a world. If you are running with earbuds in and you can't hear anything... And you get run over by somebody. In my opinion, that's your fault. When I when I ride my bike with earbuds, I put one earbud in so I can still hear things from other people. I, I listen to a podcast on one ear, so I can still hear and know what's going around around me. Sounds like a plan. I actually do have. Uh, it only works on one set of my sunglasses, though. I have these little um, Bluetooth uh, like mini speaker attachments that actually go on the glasses. So that you have, I basically have like two tiny Bluetooth speakers playing near my ears, so I can still hear everything around me, but also listen to a podcast. That's kind of nice. Neat. Yeah, I think they're made for like moms sitting by the pool reading on a Kindle, but it works on my bike. Hey, do you have Apple Plus? I just got it this week because somebody shared a link to a Selena Gomez fan account on Twitter that <laughs> was tweeting out two months free. So I tried Wait, the was link. it real? I tried the link and I got two months free plus the seven day trial. So Wait, I, so, I won't but, get billed until like January. So I got to go find Selena. I'll, I'll send you the, the link. Oh, I'll please send it. it. Yeah, yeah, because I've watched all the 2022 Best Picture nominees except for Coda, the winner, which is on Apple Plus. Oh, okay. I, I, do you have any? Okay, well, I guess you're not watching Apple Plus or shows because you don't have it yet, but. I, don't I know had the, the I did the year free trial last year or during the pandemic so I could watch the so I could watch Ted Lasso. Is that show good? I've heard so good things about it, but then I looked up like one of my things is like I always look up parents guide for stuff cuz I'm like, I, how how bad is this show going to get, you know? Cuz like everybody's like try this show and then I watch it and like either somebody's head gets cut off or they're having sex in the first 5 seconds. And it's like, what the heck? So, is it one of those shows, or is it actually good? No, it's it's pretty good. Yeah, okay. I liked it. It's okay. very positive. If and this is might make me sound really cynical, but in some ways, part of me is like, this is like too positive. Oh, really? <laughs> like huh. dial it back. Hmm. Um. Now people love it for that. It's a little over the top in that regard, but it's a good show. Okay. I enjoyed the first season. Uh, we lost steam on the second season because my wife and I have a hard time watching shows together because we have a busy life. Sure. 
Hey, how's uh, how's the Monkey Island saga going? Uh, you know, speaking of busy life, like I, we haven't sat down and played it for like a month. Okay. We're in part two, and it's of Monkey Island Two, which is this. You know, it's so expansive. Oh yeah. And I was saying to Mandy, Island it's hopping. Kind of, yeah, it's kind of tough because you spend the first half hour just trying to remember what you were doing. And then about the time you figure out what you're doing, then you're trying where you were. Now you're trying to figure out what you should do, and it's a little bit unclear what the next step is. And then it's time to go to bed for the kids. Yeah, you know what's uh, you know what's kind of neat about the new game. What I haven't finished it yet. Uh, so same thing, busy life, family members having medical stuff, and uh, oh yeah. Also, I guess I didn't say this, but I guess since our last episode, I had COVID, <laughs> so that was oh a you thing do too. right now. No, no, I had. Oh, you COVID. had. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Since the last episode, I think that's something that happened that we haven't talked about on the podcast. Oh, yeah, so, that was So, like, that factor. was a whole thing. <laughs> that was a factor in that recording. Yeah. So, basically, since then, I haven't had a chance to play the new game. But I do know this about the new game. Um, if you've been away for, like, a week and you come back and try to play the game, it has, like, a previously on... What, oh, just wow. like Just like a TV show. And so... It'll summarize for you what you've been doing, where you are in the story, and what puzzle that you've been working on. That's so that really if you've been away, it, you can pick up where you left off without being like, now what the heck was I even trying to do? So um, I think that was a huge design decision by Ron Gilbert. I think that as he like grows up, quote-unquote, as a game designer, I think he really tries to minimize like anything that he finds annoying <laughs> and he must be one of those guys who's like i can't stand it when i've been gone from a game forever and i come back and i have no clue what to do so he made that a feature of the new game so good on that's, him that's a really good idea yeah so anyway previously on lost did you ever watch lost i didn't i feel like you keep bringing it up Still it's, it's uh it, it, i think it's worth watching once I've watched it. it. I've watched it twice. I think I'm due for a third watch at some point here in the next decade. But wow, yeah, that that committed. I mean, it's a good show. It's really good. Don't let people telling you does the 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 ending ruins it. No, it's one of those. You know, the the treasure is the friends you find along the way, <laughs> right? So, yeah, right? it's a journey. So, anyway, speaking of folks, the treasure of this podcast are the listeners and 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 friends oh, on yeah. Twitter that we found along the way. So Absolutely. So thank no, you was... to everybody uh for checking in on us, making yeah. sure we're okay. <laughs> that was I really appreciate that too. So it's it's very motivating for me when people are like, "Hey, where are you? We miss you." Like, "Really? Yeah. You do?" <laughs> okay, we'll come back. That's actually why we're doing this. Like, you like uh, me. You really like me. 8 years ago when we started this podcast uh it started with a, a text from me to justin saying justin i'm lonely isn't that what conan's uh podcast is called coat excuse me conan needs a friend yeah something like that <laughs> all right um i think we've been there for like the last 10 minutes man yeah well i never felt like we were forcing the issue so yeah no it's all good all right hey go big red and go big red. um let's uh let's get to thanksgiving personally healthy Great. and full of joy sounds good hey, right. thanks thanks again everybody we love you yeah thanks thanks for all who reached out uh to check on us it was nice of you bye bye
Husker Football Fan Podcast is an unofficial, non-commercial podcast and is intended for educational and entertainment purposes only. The views expressed on this podcast belong solely to the individuals expressing them. The Husker Football Fan Podcast is not endorsed by or affiliated with the Nebraska Cornhuskers or the University of Nebraska. Nebraska.